When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Well, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Uh, our gang of uh, blue noses around the table today. Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott... Phil Kirkbride and myself, Dave Prentice. We're going to look back on the, uh, the, the manic events of Saturday at Bournemouth, look ahead to the uh, Apple and Limassol game, and no doubt lots of other things in between times. So, first things first, who on earth saw that coming on Saturday? Not you, sorry. I've seen your reaction. On, uh, on, on the, which was great, by the way. Yeah. Scotty has been promising all season to video the reaction of the crowd and himself to goals as they go in. And we've waited, and we've waited, <laughs> and we've waited, and we haven't seen one. Finally, we got one worth waiting for. It was great, wasn't it? It was fantastic, Dave. It was just, do you know what? We, we, we were stunned, wasn't we? When, when the first went in, everyone, you couldn't have scripted that. And for actually, I turned around to Phil and I said, imagine if he was to get the winner here. And it was just, you couldn't imagine the, the odds on that happening with him yeah. coming on within 15 minutes to score two goals. It was just... But you know what? Fair play to Nias. He's come on and he's done the job. Listen, it weren't rocket scientists the way Everton are playing at the moment. It's so narrow, it's so deep, and he can't get the ball forward enough to Calvert Lewin. There's no will and runners behind him. So what Nias brought to the table as a runner up top, Bournemouth yeah. just got, got deeper and deeper, and the next minute you know Everton just got this new lease of life with Nias on, on, on in, the, in the team. So I just think fair play to Nias for coming on. Fair play to Ronald Koeman, by the way, for basically having the words on a plate there and he had the guts to bring him on he didn't yeah, have yeah. to he could have brought Morales into the fold he never he left him out the squad he could have brought Luckman on he could have brought Sanzo on there was, there was other options there but he gave him his chance and, and by God he, he's grabbed it hasn't he very much so yeah I mean I've, I've heard he was, he was reintegrated into the first team fold at the request of uh, the board largely it's a economic reason you know because mm-hmm. why do you want a player who's worth 13 and a half million you know just sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. but there was certainly no dictat that he had to play him and so it is Ronald's decision that, you know, so yes, he's, he's brought him on in matches and he's made a difference. Um, as, he, as he made a mistake by not including him in a Europa League squad. <laughs> and it, it looks so, doesn't it? Because where are we going to play on Thursday now? You're looking at Calvert-Lewin up front and then yeah. the only options you've got, as I've just touched on, is Sanzo. But the other subs I'm interested in speaking about today, the John Joe Kenny and Tom Davis. Yeah. I thought them two substitutions for me as well just changed the philosophy in the game. Young legs, energy, give the crowds a boost, didn't it? What do you think, Phil? I mean, Borley uh, in his column this week said that he thought that Tom Davis uh, and John Joe Kenny and Mason Holgate threw in there as well benefited from the fact that they played so much under 23 football together. They know each other's game. He says the uh, the new players who've come in, you know, don't know each other that well. They're still finding out about each other's game. You think they would do by now? Haven't played plenty of pre-season football. But Tom Davis, he says John Joe Kenny, Holgate, even Umani, has played a lot of under 23 mm. football. 
they know what kind of runs they're going to make. Maybe it's no coincidence that Tom Davis has set up three of Umaniasa's goals. You know, now since he's been in the side, is there something to that, or is that just probably being a bit fanciful? Um, I, I think that there could be something into it in terms of where John Joe and Tom ended up playing on on Saturday. Obviously, John Joe came in at right back, and Tom was on the right hand side. So there's, yeah. a, there's an understanding there. Um, but funnily enough, you know, Umar's kind of. You know, game time with the 23s last season didn't hugely overlap with Tom's. I don't think right. he, you know, Umar was still playing for the 23s right up until Christmas, where Tom was more or less, I think it was about October, November time, was starting to come in and out the first team fold, sure. wasn't he? So, and in the games, I watched them quite a lot, and I don't, I don't ever really see them, remember seeing them being a kind of, you know, there seems to be a natural understanding between the pair of them. So, Memo to Michael Ball, do your homework. No, I, can't, <laughs> I, I can see what he means. Yeah. Um, I think with John Joe and Tom, they've played together for a long time, haven't yeah. they? So um, I could see that, but perhaps less so with the others. Yeah. What's the life for you, Gav, uh, the weekend? Hey. Few things I mean, going back to the under 23 question, they've probably trained together as well. There's yeah, a bunch of games, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. it's been familiar on the train and sure. pitch as well, isn't it? So I think that's trying to get Michael out of it there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think there's a point, an overall point there, and there's always been that. I thought, um, when I was talking to Tony after the game, he made text to me at full time and said, like, my mate's even older than me, if that was possible, <laughs> like, you know, and he said, that's the strangest game I've ever seen at Goodison, yeah. you know, and I think he was right. He's, and, and I can only echo what Tony was saying, really, that I mean. Then they asked the first goal. I mean, they asked, he basically made that himself. He did the tackle, laid the ball off, and yeah. then to the areas. And it was, it was with Tom Davis's help. It was his whole, whole, you know, eighty percent his goal. I mean, what I liked about it as well is, you know, uh, when you see it, is he, when everybody else was on the way, he went to get the ball from the back of the net, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, that was yeah, only a very yeah. small thing. But like, he did, as soon as he scored, he got the ball from the mm. back of the net. Took that to the halfway line, which I think says a lot. Sure. Really, because you think he'd just be basking in the afterglow yeah. of everything that's gone before of celebrating the goal. Um, and also as well, I think him especially, he's, he showed something that not not really none of our players have did this year. Is and this is what we said. He actually took the game by the scruff of the neck. You know, yeah. wanted to affect the game. You know, mm. rather than just being a, a have it been you know a passive presence on the pitch sure. and made for something to happen, um, which a lot of players have been like that. He, he actually, you could tell he, tell he wanted to affect the game, as I always say, and I think that reflected great credit on him. Now I appreciate that's easy to do when you're a substitute and the opposition may be defending the lead, but I thought that was a good bit as well, and, and Tom Davis as well on uh, on Saturday, and thought that was a good reflection on them. I I I think that you know huge credit to Omar, and you know he's certainly got a mindset now where it can't get any worse for him, can it? So. He's not affected by a squad that's got confidence issues and has been, you know, impacted by this that run that they were on. Sorry, but I think it was for me more to the fact that they went two up front because those yeah. goals easily could have been scored by Calvert Lewin mm. in my book. You know, Umar took them, took them brilliantly, particularly the first one. But it was the fact that there was two threats, two players willing to mm. run in behind, two players who can hold the ball up, and so it was going to be one of either one of them that was going to get the goals. But it's the fact that Bournemouth had something to think about. On the other side of of, uh, of Everton's front line, instead of just e- being e- easily able to shepherd Calvert Lewin down the channel and, and you know double up on him. Now it's a great point that because if you're going to play three behind a striker, which a lot of clubs do nowadays, at least two of those three have to have pace and an ability to get in behind the defence. Mm-hmm. And you know Everton don't. I mean, Gilfie Sigurdsson, good, great, good player though he is, isn't that kind of player. Um, you know. Davy Klassen, you know, and then we'll probably say a bit more about him. Doesn't appear to be that player at the moment. You need players with a bit of pace and penetration, and that's you know not happening at the moment. Um, 
Is that the end of that then three in the playing beyond the forward? Then? I think that the problem is if you in modern football, very rarely do you see two strikers up front in a four four two. There's obviously mm. there's obviously logic behind that because it must be a bit easier to defend. You know, you know if you know you're playing two up front, it must be fairly comfortable from the start of a game to get settled with two defenders. But when you're bringing them on late on again against tiring defenses, it obviously must be difficult. Because for me, the way he brought the ass on was just what he was doing last season with Valencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roman and Valencia pace. One of them's just got. I'm just running in behind, and it causes problems. Well, one one fan said to me after the, after the whistle on fine cam, he said, "Listen, we cannot play Schneiderlin and Guy, and the three narrow number tens in the team. It just can't happen. That's what you're gonna get. Bournemouth come and probably deserve to win. Everybody didn't deserve to win that game, did they? But if you cannot get away with the, the fact that Everton are so narrow now and they're so easy to play against. Now, hopefully, what happens on Saturday will have taught Ronald Koeman a lesson as in we cannot play A, with that formation and B, with that personnel anymore because it's not worked. It's not worked all season, yet we've got results against Stoke and we got we held on to a point at Manchester City, three defeats since, and we got out of jail there on Saturday, didn't we? So I just think, hopefully, six games gone, he's learnt a valuable lesson there that if we are to play a three, one of them has to get beyond that, that attacker. Is, is there an implied criticism of those three by the fact that he brought Nias on? And so I think he, he said after the game, didn't he, that he wanted to have more support for Calvert-Lewin in the box. I just wonder whether there was, he was, there was something in, in his comments there that said that he wasn't happy with, mm. with the way they were playing. They're all playing too safe, yeah. yeah. None of them seems to be wanting to take a chance. Was that a case then of the Nias with no pressure on him whatsoever and then three players, Sigurdsson, huge price tag, Klassen struggling, Rooney, what's going on in his personal life? Big pressure and weight on their shoulders. Nias has just come in, no pressure on them at all and just played like... I think, you know, I think they're different players. Mm. Nias isn't, isn't, isn't a link man, is he? Sigurdsson is, Rooney is, Klassen is. Sandro is yeah, probably. Well, I, I'd be tempted... To, to, if you, you're going to get the best out of Sandro for me by playing him off a big man I think you yeah. need to play him and Calvert-Lewin or him and the ass I don't think you can play him up by himself at the minute because he's not ready but if that's the case then for, you're going so to have to pace. supply yeah but you're going to have to supply them then aren't you if you play yeah, two but that, that's, where, that's where something's got to give in how many number 10s he's willing to play on the pitch is he just shoehorning these number 10s in because well, of the name and the price tag then because it looks to me, I'm thinking David Klassen spent a few quid on him, new signing. The difficulty is, though, if you've bought a player in David Klassen and he reiterated this last night, didn't he, Koeman, that he still believes in him, believes he's got, a, he's got the qualities that will, will cut it in the Premier League, he has to play him or else he'll never, he'll never do it, will he? Because yeah. he so it's, it's, it's a kind of, it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation, yeah. isn't it, where he has to play him and give him the game time and the exposure to Premier League football. So he's gone bombed at home, they're a passing team. It's probably going to be less physical. Yeah. This is the chance for him to do it. But if he, if he just keeps he keeps him on the sidelines, he's never going to get any better. But yeah. if he keeps playing and Phil and he keeps struggling, then his confidence is going to go. The crowds well, are getting edgy as it is every time he's touching this, the well, ball. This is, this is where Ronald earns part of his six million quid a year, isn't it? And he has to. I wrote a piece a few weeks ago saying maybe the example of Mkhitaryan at United last season. He was a similar type player, came in for a lot of money. Found it difficult. Mourinho was using the Europa League as a as a platform for him to get his confidence. And slowly, 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 come February or March, he was in the league team. Then he got used to it, but he was in and out. And there were spells when he didn't play. Yeah. But then he but he was in out in out Europa League guaranteed, cup guaranteed. Yeah. 
and then eventually by March she was pretty much a, a, a regular. It, it can happen. I mean, the, the Premier League is a very different league to you know all the other ones in Europe. You know, in terms of its intensity, in terms of its directness, in terms of the pace, and it mm. can be a real eye opener. And you know, it takes a lot of footballers a lot of time to settle down and find their feet in it. Uh, Davy Klassen is clearly you know a, a gifted footballer. You, know, you don't become captain of Ajax. And, you know, so I'm mm. playing a team that gets all the way through to the Europa League final without having some qualities. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there's clearly something there. It's just finding the right position and you know the right opportunity to actually display it. Does he be sorry, Dad, Does he need to be given in a different position than the number ten where he's clearly struggling? Is he playing number ten? No, that that's the thing. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't think that we call them number tens. None of them are really playing yeah. number tens. We're just saying number ten is somebody, as is somebody behind yeah. the striker. I mean, going back to Peno's point before is if you if you keep with those three and Peno's eyes is that two of them do need to have pace to, to make it work effectively. Well, Clash doesn't go and play, so yeah. therefore you then got to play him in the middle of those three. Then begs the question: that he to play on the two on the other side? You know, you know, picking up on your point for that, he's got to give him game time for him to sort mm. of get used to the Premier League. So therefore, you've got to play him in that middle of those three mm. behind the striker. So who are the two players with pace that you're then going to play on either side of him? Well, Kevin Morales and Aaron Lennon. Yeah, you know what I mean? The yeah. squad yeah. for that build. So, so, so you've got all, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that so then you've yeah. got that. That means no Sigurdsson, yeah. no Rooney. No Morales or whatever you'd say. Yeah. No Balassi, even if he came back, or both, yeah. you would say, put or him Tom in. Davis. Or Tom Davis. Unless, I mean, the, maybe the key to this is, is that the other question you said at the start is the two in front of the back four is whether you only need one of them. Yeah. And therefore you play, four, sort of play 4 1. Sort of maybe like a four, bit four, of a four, diamond, diamond, 4 yeah. 1, yeah. 4 the, 1. The, the, the like problem is. Yeah. Nobody in defensive midfield has covered themselves in any glory that no. you'd feel comfortable leaving them by themselves. I thought Schneider had done a lot better on Saturday. In fact, I'd seen the start yesterday. It was more interceptions than anyone else in the Premier League. Yeah, he's, de- he's definitely got better, but I still am not seeing the levels of January. In February, no. yeah. he came nowhere near. But is the, that's what I mean. We, we've touched on it many times on the podcast, haven't we? When Everton are playing a lesser team at home, there's no call for Schneider and Gay in the same team. You do not need two defensive midfielders, well, do you? Got, well, where, where were the pair of them when um, Bournemouth scored? Yeah. Oh, I know there was a big hole through the middle. So you can't, uh, you know. It's, so it's obviously, not, it's not, not doing the job. It's not, yeah, it's not logical to say you only need one when you know the hard. As I said, they're not, they're not watertight. Well, if they? one, what if one is performing? Then obviously yeah. the two of them are not. If you know where yeah, I'm coming from, but it's an it. It's a big if at the minute, isn't it? And what I will say on that Josh King goal as well as that, I don't think Mason Allgate covered himself in any glory by anywhere. No, and there's been a lot of no, calls for him to be centre yeah. back, and I think we've seen the rawness of him. He did well in in patches, but there was one or two big moments, and I thought in that game which it did scare me. I'm gonna slightly disagree with you there, but agree that he. Did. I mean, what agree in that. Like any full-back who goes to centre-half, they, they sort of like tend to drift towards the full-back role, don't they? And, and when, when you see it, when the ball came down left-hand side, he sort of went into position like, like he was a bit of a full-back, mm. didn't he? And he, let, he let King behind him. Mm. But where it went wrong for me from that was, where was that the rest of our defence when King got the ball? Why, why was King allowed to run right across our penalty area and get a shot in? The only person that was sacking him was Holgate. Yeah. You see where our defence was... You know, we talk about our defence playing too deep. You watch where Ashley Williams goes. He goes some sort of outside the middle of the penalty area. So rather than going across to, you know, to mm. sides uh, cut off King, he sort of retreats back 
towards its own goal, mm. you know. And but that doesn't legislate to dive in like that. No, on the I'm not the saying but that I'm, was that I'd, was amateurish. But, but, but I had no other opportunity because I would put, I would expect Ashley Williams or somebody else to be there to to help him. Um, okay, he didn't cover himself in glory, but I just thought that okay, it was Mason initially, but the rest of the defence, including an experienced defender like. Ashley Williams didn't cover themselves in glory for that goal. Why are they running back towards the goal when there's somebody like King, you know, getting ready for the for the, the shot? Should they be pushing out, not 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 pulling back. Mm. And uh, I thought, yeah, Mason didn't come cover himself in glory, but to say neither did the rest of the defence. Okay, can we throw a little question in now about the uh, the fullback situation then, uh, the right fullback situation? And uh, you know, there's been a you know few things pointed at Kuko Martina this season that's been. Uh, Okay, going forward, very suspect defensively, certainly against Tottenham he was, although Cumin blamed the system afterwards rather than the individual. John Joe Kenny looked okay against Sunderland, but then he came on, and, and for me, he looked like a slightly better quality version of Cuco Martin, and his delivery uh, is great, you know, going forward. Defensively, he's not been found out yet, but he hasn't played often enough, so, you know, maybe he hasn't played because Cumin doesn't quite trust him defensively. Personally, I'd like to see him given a go. I don't think he's, you know, that dramatically different to Cuco Martina. Um, what do you think? I, 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 I agree. I just think John Joe set the tempo of a game, his yeah. ferociousness in the tackle, and it just it gives everyone a lift in the crowd as well. You know, he's a popular lad, isn't he? He yeah. is. Yeah. Obviously, he's yeah. a local lad, yeah. and every all Evertonians want to see him do well. Yeah. And then you, you're not just pleasing the fans from the kickoff; you're giving everyone a lift inside the stadium. If he's if he's the first name on the team, she's on Sunday against Burnley. Everyone's behind him straight away. It, it sets that tone, doesn't it? Well, yeah, Cumin's not the sort of manager to make decisions like that. Though, yeah. he's, he's not the sort of manager to pick pick somebody at right back because he goes, oh, the fans will love me for yeah, why, yeah. Well, why did he, Phil, sorry to interrupt, why did he bring them three players in on Saturday, knowing quite well that the three players from off the bench, there was a huge cry from the fans for them three to... Well, not Nias as such, but Davis and, and um, Kenny. Everyone... Well, there's always there's always a cry for, for local lads to play, isn't there? It's, rele- it, it's irrelevant that it was last week. It's any week. I understand that. I understand that sentiment. Yeah, I think it's probably coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, on, yeah. knowing Ronald as we do, he is not picking John Joe Kenny because he goes, it'll get people fired up. He's picking a fullback he thinks he's the best fullback. Yeah. Now, the key for me is, rightly or wrongly, because we want to see Kenny play, but rightly or wrongly, he will value Cuco Martinez's quote experience more than John Joe Kenny's inexperience. Right. How well and you cannot dismiss and ignore what he said last week. Again, whether you agree with it or not, that he said, "Yes, John Joe is a talent, but 23's football t- to first team is huge. 23's football is like a first team training session. So whether you agree with him or not, yeah. and I'm, you know, Cuco Martinez hasn't convinced me, so I would like to see Kenny given a shot. But whether you agree with Ronald or not, he's very clear." Isn't he very clear in his mind? Cuco Martina has played at right wing or right wing back six times out of twelve games this season. Mm. So, so if you if you're a betting man, which you are, yeah. you're putting your money on Cuco Martina on, on Sunday or, or well, what, what was the reason for when we were was it one was it one one and he brought a right back on for a right back one nil one nil we get yeah. these. No, so that, why that, does he bring a right back well, on that, for yeah. a right back? Well, that that highlights the problem that nobody's been able to fill the void consistently left by Seamus Coleman. So obviously that's taught him a lesson then on Saturday. Listen, well, Kenny's going to start for me because he's just delivered there. Playing devil's advocate, yeah, he would go, yeah, he's delivered in the final 15 minutes of a game when you're against a slightly tiring defence and they've just told him he's got to go for it because we need his pace. Brilliant as he was, 
If he then does it against Burnley for 90 minutes, which he's capable of doing, but mm. Ronald's not going to give, he's not giving him the chance yet, that's when he can, he can hang his hat on him. Whereas, contrary to what we've seen since he arrived at the club, Ronald knows Martina for two, three seasons, whatever it is, and knows that push come to shove, he's got the experience, and I know, on paper at least, he's more reliable for me. Yeah. And that's not a slight on John. Yeah, 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 I know you come from. He, there has got to be a point where you feel Ronald's got to roll the dice with John Joe and play him in a league game from the start. But, you know, when is that? I don't know. Is Burnley the time to do it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, going back about like people want Ken, Kenny to come on on Saturday, I mean, when he came on, I thought that's a bit of a. It was a left field decision, yeah, yeah. like, but fair play. play. You know, it worked. You were expecting somebody to come on, you know, play further off the pitch, but it, it worked in, in terms of the balance of the team. But it, it is right. I mean, that goes back to your point about Holgate on Holgate a centre half is a similar type of uh, yeah. question, isn't it? Yeah. Is that okay? You can get away with right right back, and he's played like quite a few games at right back. But you know the difference at under twenty three centre half to Premier League centre yeah. half is 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 an even bigger difference. Yeah. I would say like from a right back at under twenty three level to uh, to to Premier League level because you're playing against much bigger players. And you always feel with Mason at this stage of his career, he's he's always looked better when he's had. Somebody to his left and the touchline to his right immediately. So he's got that protection. He's got a smaller area to yeah. work on. But what happened with the goal on Saturday? Kuko is off chasing lost causes down the right yeah. wing. And so the gap is huge. And as you said, Gab, he's probably gone, I don't know which way King's going to go. Yeah, He's got to cover almost two areas and he's exposed. And, and, that, 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 and as you say, Williams... It's an experience. It's not helped out by the rest there's, of the defence. There's just three... Um, three Quick points I want to speak about from Saturday. First one, Pickford save. Absolutely crucial when 1-0 down from Defoe. Yeah. That's absolutely magnificent save. But Calvin Lewin was one of the best players on the pitch. That was just an immense centre-forward display. Thought he held the ball up well, done brilliant and looked even better when the had come on. And interestingly now, I just thought another the final point is I think Sigurdsson is struggling at the moment. I know it's not flavour of the month. He's a big sign and he's having time to adjust. But I'm, I'm looking at him thinking... I want a bit more here for forty odd million pounds worth after five or six games in an Everton shirt. He's not even a set pieces. There was a free kick on the edge of the area that ends up in the park end. Ended up in Stanley Park. Yeah, yeah. 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 The so, free kick was at the Gladstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking. I'm going. Listen, yeah. I'm not being yeah. funny. Yeah. You've got to start delivering yeah. here, lad. Look, we could do we could do a pod on on Gilfie in in in, uh, in its own, couldn't we? But I think now, I think he's had his. You know, time to acclimatise. Rooney didn't need one. Yeah. Now I know the different class of you know player maybe, but in terms of Ronald has said players coming out of out from outside the Premier League needing time. Well, Sigurdsson's been in. Sigurdsson has been in the Premier League for the last I don't know six six seven years, whatever it is, either side of Hoffenheim. So I think he's had a little grace period now. I think he's won the goal in split, bought him a lot of time. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think he does need to start delivering. But the key is. Is he playing in the best position? And he, and is and is he again needing to understand Calvert Lewin as a striker and where he's going to run and what he's going to do? Because by and large, he was playing with Lorente last season, wasn't he? Mm. And they, they were a, a terrific pair. So you know, is a consistent team selection important for not only Everton generally, but for Sigurdsson? Well, Judy, I'm saying that, look, that brings us on to Thursday, doesn't it? He's got to go with him again, hasn't he? Calvert Lewin up front. Because this is a must win now, isn't it? Well, Considering what happened. It is. We're, we're going to see changes clearly because Burnley comes around very, very quickly. And yeah. Burnley have been you know, magnificent away from home this season, everywhere they've been. 
Uh, we don't know anything about Apollonly Massol, uh, but you're right. I mean, for me, Atalanta were the team that Everton needed to get a result against. Leon, you'd imagine, are going to top the group. They're the best mm-hmm. team in the group. They're regular Champions League contenders. Apollon Limassol, you would hope, are going to be the whipping boys. Yeah. That leaves, you know, one from Everton for Atalanta. So as a result of losing so heavily in Italy, yeah, you know, Thursday is an absolute must-win game now. A draw's not good enough. And it needs, you know, a very, very positive team selection and a positive performance. So, you know, I'd like to see a couple of uh, newer faces brought in. You know, like, like I mentioned earlier about pace, Aaron Lennon, we've seen a little flash of him, you know, mm. but, you know, bring him in from the start. Possibly Morales again. You know, I don't know what seems to have happened with him. You know, Koeman at his press conference says, you know, they've buried the hatchet now. There's no issue anymore. Mm. Yeah, we're still not seeing him on yeah. the pitch. Yeah. So, you know. McCarthy. Can't behave <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Nice alone about uh, Saturday. You know, I was thinking back to, uh, you might remember this, when 2009-10, we got that horrible run. We got beat 5-0 at Benfica and then we got beat 2-0 at home. With I was there. The, yeah, the derby. Yeah. And then we played Spurs on the uh, the following Sunday. Two two all, yeah. yeah. And we got beat two nil. Put the back to two all later on. Was that Seamus Coleman's? Uh, yeah, Seamus. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about Sir John Joe yeah, Kenny, yeah, but yeah. remember the last kick of the game? They yeah. got a penalty, didn't he? And uh, Tim Howard saved it. <laughs> and then from then on, we only lost two of the last twenty-four league games. Yeah. And who took the penalty? Jermaine Defoe. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we go on like next yeah, 24 yeah. league games, only lose two. Like, two that's clutching as strong as that guy. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's looking for sides. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best, for, best for ties, though, but no, seriously. Yeah. Which is more important, Thursday or Sunday? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we asked this question last time out, didn't we, before the, the Atlanta game and the, uh, the United game? Good question. I know it's all not bad. I, I think no, no. Uh, if you could say to Ronald Koeman now, you've got one win. Which yeah. one was he pick? I think he would pick Burnley yeah, because you know Premier would, League is so yeah. important. Me personally, I can't see Everton doing much more than last season in the Premier League. I think already there was you know hopes of finishing in the top four appears to be evaporating into the distance. Yeah. I think, you know, seventh, as Ronald himself said, is about the best we can hope for. So in that respect, I would say Super. Thursday. Yeah. You know, you know that, that is very important. If Europa League is going to be a run, you know, going out in the group stages, it'd be so demoralising, you know, before Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go for Thursday. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think if you asked a lot of Evertonians, would you go a long, long way in this competition and probably take eighth, ninth, tenth? And have a good tilt at the Europa League yeah. and try and get as far as you can. I think they probably they probably take it because realistically, we're we going to get sixth, fifth out of top. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. if you're having, if you're having a look at Everton season right now, especially considering the way they've started, have a good crack at this competition. Going back briefly about Cavalier, and I know just sort of, but I suppose it's relevant to Thursday. What do you think his best position is? You know, for is it is it? I don't want to compare him to Deli Ali or Harry. Well, I was going to come to that. I was going to compare it. Don't want to compare him as an individual to Kane and Ali, but comparing them to their roles at Spurs. Do you think he, he's more of a Harry Kane than a Deli Ali, or do you think he's a Deli Ali? I think they're two different players for me. I, I just think he's a different player from that. I just think he's a focal point up front that needs another player. Closely round, which, which makes him a Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. 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 well, I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see, you know, we're saying four one four one, where he plays like at the tip of the diamond, behind yeah. the, just behind the striker. Is and he then, is he good enough with the ball at his feet, facing, you know, in a creative sense to play that? I know what you mean yeah. because 
Undy last season, when, uh, early on in the 23s, I saw him up Calvert-Lewin and he said, I see him as a number 10, but not in the European role as a 10, Sigurdsson, Rooney, Klassen yeah. type. I see him as an old-fashioned number 10. He'll just play off a number 9, a classic number 9, yeah. and they'll dovetail. No, that's what I, I see him like that. I, I don't see him as a, like, a 25 goals a season. Number nine, you know what I mean? Well, like I an Adrian Heath to Graham Sharp, Sharp that yeah, kind but of thing. Like, yeah, but then could be, yeah. could be, when he was, yeah. before he got his bad injury, he could be yeah. a great striker. I see him more as a Deli Alley behind a striker. And if he played 4 1 4 1, he'd help forgot like that up to 10. <laughs> 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 just didn't mean that. Yeah. But I'd see him as the tip of the diamonds with two, maybe Sigurdsson, Class, maybe, or whatever, behind him, and like, say, Schneiderlin. And I am whoever the striker could be going forward it's somebody in January or at the moment in the ass or yeah. Sanzo or whatever. I just I just think that that might be a decent way of resolving a couple of couple of who, issues. Who are you playing who would you play on the on the on the wings in that for? If you're playing Sigurdsson and Rooney in the middle, who's providing you? Well, you'd have to do what we're doing at the moment to provide the width from the fullbacks, really. But that begs yeah. the question if we got. I'm, I'm thinking maybe not like as this moment in time. Mm. We know, say, say after January, maybe we can pick up yeah, a couple yeah. of players. Yeah. Is is and, and we desperately need a left back, not necessarily to be first choice, but just to give us an option. Yeah. You know, I think I think that may sort of shoe on a couple of people in. The thing is, though, I've, I've said it, and we can keep saying it, but. Balassi's a big miss. Yeah. Because yeah. as Steve Walsh said, not long after Everton signed him, quote, he gets us up the pitch. And that's, that might sound a bit agricultural. Know, yeah. But mm. he, he does because of his pace, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just, just and he'll a, hold the ball up when he gets it. Yeah. Mm. Just, just of interest, what is the position of Balassi at the moment in terms of uh, fitness? He, he was pitched on a training yeah. pitch uh, this week. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't mean a great deal yeah. that he's actually running around again. But Ronald, I think, said... And his press conference last week was it Phil November? November he thinks back in full training yeah. in November, yeah. So talking Christmas, aren't it's you? New yeah. Year still before yeah. you get yeah. to second half game. of the season. We yeah. can, I think it's fair to like say two new signings. <laughs> two <laughs> two, that, two yeah. important oh, new yeah. signings because I mean yeah. Seamus Coleman has been such a miss. And again, you tend to take him for granted a little bit. You know that pace and penetration he brings, mm. allied to you know sort of solid defensive ability. It's just yeah. taken for granted, and also leadership. Yeah, and like sort of. A bit of bite on the pitch, you know, yeah. and I think here we have Mister's Mister's presence. Mm. But I, I just think that's something that Ronald going forward needs to, to look at. I think that uh, that yeah. Lewin question is that the lads obviously got ability, but where do you fit him in the team? I, I, def- I definitely feel that needs to be variations. I'm not saying four four two on Thursday necessarily, but mm. two strikers on the field of play, and whether you play Sandro slightly wide and you can come in and and, and use. What pace he's got to, to latch on to flick ons, etc., etc. Because if Calvert-Lewin was going to win the ball, who's running behind him? Until yeah. the ass came on, there's nobody. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think well, not the ass can't play on Thursday, but you know. So that's for me. You you play you play Sandra Luckman. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Sandra would be a better option in Blasic. terms. Vlasic. has looked bright, actually. I've enjoyed what I've seen. He's searing pace, has he? Mm. Just, just thinking then, talking about the players who are missing, Balassi and Coleman, two new signings. Do you think, you know, Ramiro Funes Mori would have got a lot more of a shout yep. this yeah, season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because, you know, you, OK, last season, our hearts in our mouth, you know, a lot of the time, <laughs> seeing him, you know, do his Kaiser thing, bringing the ball out. But he's got pace and, you know, he pings the ball around OK. And, you know, he's... I would argue he's been missed on occasions this season. Just because he's a left-sided defender, yeah. I think that's yeah. the only reason why. I mean, yeah. As you said, your heart is in your mouth when you watch yeah. him 
maraud falls with the ball at his feet. He's just leaving gaps at the back yeah. and overhead kicks in his own area. <laughs> my, the artist is in the mouth, isn't it, when you're watching him? And his uh, customary shot from outside the area during every yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what it is, he is. He's a, he's a threat in the opposing box, isn't he, from set pieces? But, yeah. but it goes back to the point we said last week, which it was quite... Uh, Good to see Kevin Rackler say the same thing about Ronald not don't play three at the back, you know. Yeah. Uh, is he does get when he I wouldn't see him playing when we play two at the back, but if we play three at the back, play him instead of Jags. Yeah. Because he, he yeah. he's because he's left sided yeah. and he's got a bit of pace about him and he may not be ideal as a player, but for play, for playing that role he's the best at the club. Yeah. And I th- I think if you look at who plays three at the back best in the Premier League, other than Chelsea Spurs, isn't it? But Spurs can do it. Because as you say, you've got three centre halves, you've got a bit of pace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in an ideal world, I think Cumin would almost copy like for like how Spurs play because he said he thinks they're the best footballing team in the country. And he obviously has a lot of admiration for that system, three, four, three, whatever the play or whatever. But they haven't got they haven't got the pace. You know, yeah. they've not got this, the, the players with speed to play that system. Yeah, and playing the ball out to defence if you don't yes. centre half yeah, as well. Yeah. So I mean because Vertong- was Vertonghen did he provide an assist for them on Saturday? Yeah. He popped up on the left, didn't he? Yeah. Threw the ball around, yeah. Plus, they've got Addy Kane and Ali Ali well, and Ericsson yeah, and Dembele yeah. and everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just got better players, that was. Not Dembele at the moment, which is an interesting one for Everton, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think you said they're 3 4 3, but the way they play their 4. Yes, sorry. The in the middle, sure, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's the one I think you need to have a look at where you just stick Eric Dyer in front of the. And then just. Kick on from there where we've got two players and play in the front of the and back. That, that, that brings us back to you could play that if Schneiderlin was, was up to his level. Yeah. Because yeah. you would argue he's better than Dyer. For, for yeah. distribution wise, yeah, yeah, definitely. I tell you what, well, I think we've mentioned this before, but who watched the Arsenal West Brom game last night? Me. And who just thought Gareth Barry, you know, what's he doing playing for them? <laughs> yeah, you know, so he'd be an Emerson's first team at the moment. He's just such mm. a good foot. Every pass is a forward pass. He do, he's not a crab, he doesn't go sideways. No. Uh. Um it, I think Ronald, you know, did the lad a favour by allowing him to go, but equally, he probably looks back and rues that decision now because, you know, he's such a good player. Yeah, probably yeah. does. And I think he's probably seen the form of just a guy that didn't put yeah. himself in any glory on Saturday, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, one of his worst games. But, no, just touching back on the back four there, the centre halves, did they pick themselves for Thursday? All gates and the world. Well, they've because no one else available, is yeah. there? So. We had Mamers, didn't we? Have Leighton, a surprise one for Leighton Baines on Saturday, but that never yeah. comes to fruition. So it looks as though it'll be Holgate Williams on centre back. It's going to have to be, unless Michael Keane makes a recovery from his cuss foot he's got or something. So. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he, he would do. Because no. this time last season, it was Pennington getting the chance, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But he's obviously at Leeds, isn't he? So I think he'll be the same again. Yeah, I can't, I can't see many changes defensively. So, you know, the changes will probably be you know, so far, yeah. further forward. So, go on, let's finish off by uh, what do we expect on Thursday? Um, well, for the change, I'm going to a midweek game. Yeah. 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 He's a 5-5 yeah. yeah. Got beat last week, yeah. can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, you know what, this is like, it, in the context of a group, when we're saying, you know, we're saying about which one's the prize, you think about it, it's... it's, it's it's what's called a must-win game. We've managed to get ourselves as a bit of a corner with the At- Atalanta defeat. Uh, so I expect to see strong team, but I think I'll take a 2-0 Everton. Sorry for that. 3-1 Everton. We'll concede, Phil, but we'll win. Yeah, we'll concede 2-1 again. 
Like last time we had a game like this, Larissa, I think it was. Oh, we yeah, saw yeah. The, one of the goals of the season. Yeah. So uh, I'd say I'd settle for that. I'll go. I'll go for three-one. Yeah, we're not going to keep a clean sheet. I would even go fair. That's one of the best goals I've seen. At yeah. Park. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. about it, the creation, the finish, perfection. Yeah. And you give out Aussie stick. I mean, yeah. people have done. I thought he was a cracking player, Aussie. It was the one player at the club you wanted the ball to come to. He's got the technique. Yeah, yeah. To do in, that in, in the tight situations, situations when yeah. it's late yeah. in the game. Yeah, one. He's yeah. got the technique to to kill. And I was including Arteta in this, by the way. It was, it was, it was at the yeah, club, yeah. But, uh, One player at the club who could do that mm. in the last twenty years. It was it was him because well, he time, had the technique for well, it. Last, last time in Europe, I think he was decent. Oh yeah, Fiorentina game was the best game of his career, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And it? But even under Martinez that season, you know, he was he came on against Kiev in the home leg, and I think he won the pen, didn't he? The yeah. Ball's ahead, and I think he scored against. He scored against Lille at home. Yeah, I think he might have done. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. good, you know. But I think that was a Pinar's flick. Just me. I was in about it. Baines, he's done. Yeah, Baines and Kaya, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, if that had been like shorter, like shorter, Sheedy, Steve, and. Heath and Sharp, you yeah, know, yeah. to be like goal yeah. of the century, but exactly, because it was yeah. a slightly different Everton team, yeah. it's not, and it was as good as goal as we've seen by any Everton team at that. So, go on, we'll settle for that then, we'll settle for a handsome Everton victory on the night and a goal of the season contender. <laughs> right, I know last week we promised we'd bring you another podcast on the Friday and we let you down, but we will this week. We'll be back on Friday uh, to look back on what's happened the previous night. So, we look forward to talking to you then.